Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. It's a rainy and chilly and kind of cold afternoon here. Um, I've got my crock pot going. I'm wearing my big warm fuzzy socks and not feeling so great, a little under the weather. What better day than to tackle this topic that I've been wanting to talk about on a podcast episode, and that is maintaining a house, a homeschool, a business, and life, and even chasing chickens sometimes, all the simple way. You know, so many times people will say, how do you do it all? And I wrote a blog post about this recently. You can find over there on simplylivingforhim.com. And I always respond, I don't, but you know, he does. Or how do you do all the things you do? You must be superwoman. And I'm like, no way. I serve a super God. And I really believe that God gives you the time to do the things that he has called you to do. And when you are doing things for him or things that you feel called to do, it doesn't feel difficult and it doesn't feel like drudgery because you sort of get that Holy Spirit energy and he fills you and equips you to do all those things. And obviously another reason I'm able to do the things I do is I keep everything really simple. So, you know, that's another huge aspect of it. So number one, I serve a super God and he's super, not me. And number two, I keep everything really simple, right? Big surprise. You guys all know that. So today I wanted to talk about different parts of life and how we are just, you know, keep doing all the things that we do, but how we're keeping our life still simple. It may not sound like a simple life. If you were to look at me and say, you know, you homeschool, you um, write, you speak, you run a ministry, your husband runs a business, you have a little hobby farm, running a household, all of those things. How do you do it all? And it doesn't sound very simple, but actually it is because like I said, number one, if you're doing the things that you feel joyful about doing, they don't feel like drudgery. And like I said, number two, I keep it all really simple. So you're going to hear a little bit about how we keep our homeschool simple, how we keep just running our home and our household simple. That includes meal planning and chores and our little hobby farm here. You know, there's nothing simple about trying to raise chickens and ducks and all the things we're doing here in the garden. It certainly is a lot of work, but it's the kind of work that is so rewarding. And um, it does sort of connect you and bring you back to that simple mindset. So simplicity is really a mindset. It is a way of getting back to the basics and really focusing on the things in life that are most important and getting rid of distractions and details that really don't matter. And, you know, if you guys have been following me over at the blog, I've been a little quiet lately. We have just been through literally since June, an emotional roller coaster. Um, We have seen eight deaths since June many of them very sudden. Um, You know, any death is tragic, but the circumstances around two of them were really, really quite tragic and sudden and young people. So there has been an enormous amount of ups and downs um, this past summer. 
And just recently, things really came to a head. Like I said, um, a very unexpected death of someone close to us. And those kinds of moments are when you really change perspective in life. And I've been doing a lot of thinking before I get to writing again, because I've been asking God, you know, show me what is most important. What do you want me to use my voice for? And I've always believed that that voice he's given me where people are reading or listening to what I say has to point to him. And so I've been silent, waiting to really find direction again and what exactly I want to write about, because literally my head is swirling with things to say and swirling with emotions. And I don't want to write out of emotion. I want to really be thoughtful first. So I have been, you know, in this kind of whirlwind lately of different things. And sometimes it's hard to kind of keep your head up above the water and remember the simple things. And remember, because um, when all these things are going on around you, it's just, it's craziness. But it also does remind you to let go of so many things in life that really don't matter. When you're faced with these circumstances that really show you the uh how how fragile life is it really is actually somewhat easier to remove clutter because you realize there's just so much that doesn't matter. So um, anyway, my focus on my daily life is always has been, you know, what does this matter in the long run? And is this really necessary? Is this important? I think it's so important in life to have your goals um, in mind of you know, what What do you want your purpose to be in this world? Our purpose, all of our purpose should be to know God, to make him known and to glorify him. And then our purpose a little further is how do we do that? And for everybody that looks different, you may or may not be a homeschooling mom. You may be a working mom outside of the home. You may not be a mom. You may not be married. You may be single. And all of those different lifestyles, though, it is how are we glorifying God? How are we knowing him and making him known? And what are we um, doing? How are we using the time he has given us? It may be a short amount of time or it may be a long amount of time, but how are we using it to fulfill his purposes for us? So over the years, whether it comes to homeschooling or how I run my home or how I am, you know, just planning day to day of what I want to use my time ministry wise or helping my husband and his business or our little hobby farm here, how am I keeping my eyes on the true goals in all of those things? And that actually helps me to simplify everything because it's very easy to let go of things that um, don't really matter. So how do I keep school simple? Let's talk about that one first. If you are a homeschooling mom out there, then this is the time to make it a little louder and listen up. I know some of you do not homeschool, but there's always some parts of... Um, the things that I say, I'm sure that you can glean from. Otherwise, just hit forward through this part. <laughs> so homeschooling, how do I keep it simple? We homeschool four children. And you know, I've written books about this. So I'm not going to tell you everything, but I'm going to give you a synopsis of how I keep our homeschool simple. I homeschool four children, one who is in high school right now, two middle schoolers and a second grader. So we have all the different age groups. And you know, 
when you look at how we do our school, for us, it's very important to me to keep our school as much tied in with our life, or I should say intertwined with our life as possible. Over the years, I have learned to not separate school from life as much as I thought I needed to in the beginning. So for instance, in the beginning, when I first started homeschooling, I literally wanted to like ring a bell, school time starts, you know, ring a bell when it's over, have a really strict schedule. But over the years, what I've learned, and it's helped me to simplify our homeschool, is that homeschooling and life go hand in hand, and schooling doesn't just take place during certain hours, and schooling is really educating and teaching our children all the time, and not just during formal school hours or in a certain room of the house or, um, you know, certain times for certain subjects. Life is school. Life is our child's education first and foremost. And really at the basis of our child's education is um, the Bible. And I want them to know that first and foremost. So we make sure that everything we are teaching them is always in line with God's word. And that can really simplify things because that just weeds out a lot of the extra junk, right? So a biblical foundation is necessary necessary and putting God first. And then as far as formal schoolwork and academics, I keep it pretty simple um, scheduling wise. I know that many people like to fill up their time. I'm like the complete opposite. Just like in material items, I always say I'm the opposite of a hoarder. I just always like to throw things out and purge and not have clutter. I'm pretty much the same way when it comes to scheduling and when it comes to our uh, time. I am very much the opposite of somebody who needs to fill up the schedule and keep things busy. I'd say the opposite of a busy body, right? I enjoy the days that we're home. I enjoy the time that we're together and I don't try to fill it up with things just for the mere fact of filling it up with things. Um, I don't have the need need to feel that just because we're busy, that makes me feel successful. To me, success is really being home, learning at a nice pace, being able to enjoy our time together, learning a lot of life skills, which we can do here on our little hobby farm. And um, then there are days where we are out of the home doing other activities. But for me, I could not be a busybody the five days of the week during school. I really need to have at least a few days where I know that we are just home. I know that we don't don't have to go anywhere. And those are the days where we can really focus on our more formal academics. I'm really big on when the children are younger in the younger ages to keep their schooling very light and informal. And as they get older, adding in more disciplined subjects. I am big on the Charlotte Mason method, if you know what that is. And um, that is, I couldn't explain it all right now, but for the younger years, definitely keeping things a lot more informal and letting children kind of learn for themselves and letting them explore and discover things. And then as they get older, um, adding in more formal academics. And now that I have a sixth grader, an eighth grader, and a high schooler, there's a lot of independent work for them. And actually it simplifies things even more because I don't have to literally like spend time teaching each child where now they have the ability to pretty much teach themselves. They have learned how to find information and how to... um, 
educate themselves, really. And I am there to sort of oversee things and for accountability and for help when is needed. But I'm not necessarily the teacher like I was in the younger years when I was teaching them to read and write and those kinds of things. So the second grader really is the only one that I am really sitting with and teaching most of my time. The sixth grader then, of course, more. And um, the eighth grader and the high schooler are pretty much, for the most part, completely independent, which is actually nice. And like I said, for simplifying things, as far as our schedule, we work well starting earlier in the morning and everybody is different. Some people like to get up later and start later. For me, I would much prefer to start earlier and have our formal stuff out of the way. So when the afternoon comes, the children have more free time to, um, do more informal things, more real life learning. So the days where we are home, and I, like I said, we, we for us thrive on having a good few days home a week where we do not schedule errands or appointments or co-ops or anything like that. Um, so we will make sure that we get whatever is scheduled for our school done early on in the morning and then the afternoon. I will read aloud to my younger children. We do our history and geography and literature that way. I read um, good classic books with them, have some great discussions, and then they're off. Like right now while I'm recording, (laughs) they're off to do, you know, whatever um, things interest them, whether it's a beautiful day outside, they can go explore in the woods, they can go build in our barn, they can go take care of our chickens. There's always something to do around here. So that's what I love about um, getting everything done early on. Um, Then we do schedule one day a week where we are out of the house, and that is a fine arts program where my children do dance and drama and music and instruments and orchestra and all that kind of stuff. And that is on one day a week, and that's pretty much for the whole day. So they are able to um, get those kinds of things done and no other formal work that day. It's like our totally fine arts day, that day of the week. And then usually one other day of the week, my daughter works. So she has a part-time job at our church. So that sort of is the day while she's working where I'll get errands done with my boys and that kind of thing. But then we do come home and finish our schoolwork. So the other three days, it's really important to me to make sure that we're sort of just home and we are able to get a good amount of schoolwork in on those days. Like today, it's a rainy day. I mean, the boys were out playing in the rain before, which I was like, what? It's freezing. It's cold. It's raining. But these are the kind of days where I, you know, say, read your books now, get ahead in what you need to take advantage of these days. So our homeschool, we keep it very simple as far as curriculum. I, um, have been using pretty much the same things now for years, like the same math, the same science. We don't switch curriculum once we find something that works well for us, because why bother? There's always going to be something new and great out there. But if we find something that's that works, we stick with it. I've learned over the years so much about how to keep our homeschool simple and not go crazy with all the latest bells and whistles and new um, ways of doing things. Because as I've talked about many times when I speak at conventions and I've written about it before, I look back at the homeschoolers that began the homeschool movement and I admire them because they were able to homeschool with probably one type of curriculum and they were successful because they were really committed 
to what they were doing. And I believe they were truly committed to God because how hard would it have been to homeschool 30 years ago without hardly any resources, the internet, co-ops, conventions, and they did just fine. So I always try to remember that mindset that I don't need all the latest and greatest things. What we've been doing for the past 11 years, you know, we've switched it up in the beginning here and there, but what we've been doing for the past several years has been working. So we sort of just stick to it. When it comes to planning our homeschool, I am good with planning um, like an idea and a skeleton of what I want to accomplish, but I don't write everything down for each day. Like, you know, this is what we're going to do exactly this each day. I am open to seeing how fast or how slow my child is moving through a subject and then, you know, adjusting accordingly. So I just keep a spiral notebook, a plain old spiral notebook, not a not an official planner, lesson plan book or anything like that. And I just kind of write down what I would like to do for the week. And then I keep track of what we've done. Very simple, very easy. It doesn't have to go overboard. When you keep in mind your goals, and my goal, like I said before, above anything academically, is to teach my children spiritually. So once you have your goals in mind and you are focused and committed to those goals, everything else will fall into place. It's when we sort of flounder from one thing to the next and we don't keep our goal in mind and we don't keep our long-term uh Uh, vision for our homeschool in mind is where we start to flounder because we'll look at what everyone else is doing. And I just recorded a podcast, I think two episodes ago, about that very thing, about not looking at what everyone else is doing and the detriment of the comparison trap for our homeschool. So if you want to keep your homeschool simple, don't look at what everybody else is doing and compare. Homeschooling is between you and God, and he called you here. And if you're following what you feel is um, what he wants you to do, then that is a great way to keep it simple. Don't look at what everybody else is doing. So like I said, our life and our school intertwine quite often. I um, don't like to see uh, my kids, you know, feeling like it's school time and then it's life. You know, every minute that they're awake is a learning opportunity. So we do try to sort of intertwine our days and uh, make it a lot simpler that way. Um, Instead of having a big formal schedule and then letting life happen after school, they both intertwine together. For me, as the homeschool mom and the household uh, CEO over here and (laughs) running a, a ministry and my husband running a business and taking care of this little farm, my schedule is really quite simple and not as overwhelming as it may sound at all. I um, get up early before my children about six o'clock. My husband is usually up way earlier than me. Sometimes he's up at four in the morning. He's really, really an early bird and uh, he works very well that way. But usually he gets me up at six with my coffee and then I will do my praying and my time with the Lord and my Bible reading and usually then get out of the bed when he leaves for work at 630 And um, I have designated time for me to work on my writing or on my blogs or planning for our retreat next summer that we're having or whatever it is I'm working on. I have sessions that I'm working on to be speaking in the spring at homeschool conventions. So whatever those types of things I'm doing, I try to work on um, between the hours of 6 and 9 a.m. I'm constantly posting each day on Bible-based homeschooling. 
homeschooling. I post different resources for the Christian homeschooling family. I find all those in the mornings and get them up there, post them out there on Facebook and everything. So any of that kind of work I try to do before nine o'clock. And um, not to say that sometimes I, you know, I'm not doing it after that if I have time, but I try to get the bulk amount of that work done between six and nine scheduling posts. So sometimes it looks like I'm on Facebook because my Facebook pages are posting, but I've actually scheduled those ahead. That's a great secret tip. If you are a blogger or you have a business page, take advantage of scheduling those posts ahead so that you do not have to be sitting at your computer and posting things. So I have them scheduled all throughout the day, but that doesn't mean I'm sitting there actually posting them. I will check in later on and check the comments and stuff like that. But I am not actually scheduling or sitting at my computer and scheduling uh, or posting all throughout the day. They're scheduled ahead. Um, So then about nine o'clock, we usually start our schoolwork. Now, again, in our house, it's very simple. The kids are older. So as far as meals and breakfast, they all pretty much make their own breakfast and get dressed and do all their morning stuff and know that they are to read their Bibles before anything else. And that then we start school around nine, nine thirty. And between those hours and then lunchtime is when we get the bulk of our schoolwork in. And that is when we do all of our individual schoolwork. Each child is on their own level for reading and math and language arts and things like that. So they do their individual work. And I work with my second grader really the most in the mornings during that time. Then we have a nice break at lunchtime and we don't do any schoolwork for maybe an hour, an hour and a half is whenever they're done until about one o'clock. And then at one o'clock, we do our more informal stuff where I, um, for history and geography, I am just reading aloud to the younger boys this year. Um, We're reading Around the World in 80 Days, and we're kind of incorporating that in with geography and um, where then we do our science together, which I read out loud with them, Apology of Science, and we're loving it. We're doing astronomy this year and we do any of the little projects that are in the book together. And then we are usually done sometime around mid-afternoon. So then they are free to go and explore and learn and do whatever they want um, besides, you know, sit in front of a video game. Some days I definitely do allow it, not all day, but if they're finished with their work and it's a rainy day and there's not much else to do, I do allow it. But most days it's get outside or, you know, my one son is really into the graphic designing on the computer. So he'll be doing that. My other son likes to draw, whatever it is. So that's what we do in our afternoons. Very simple. And then again, I have time to record podcasts like I'm doing now or um, work on any other things with my writing or my ministry or my blogs or whatever it is. And uh, my husband works from home a few days a week. So the days that he is home, again, it throws things off a little bit. But most of the time, we've sort of gotten into our routine when he is home, he is doing his work. And um, sometimes we do things together. And, you know, that just all sort of flows together. Again, real life lessons for homeschool. When we had warmer weather, we were out there in the garden working on that quite often or anything else around the property that needs to get done. And the kids are also always involved in that. Again, real life learning is the best learning. As far as meals, I keep our meals so simple. I did a post on this. You can find it on Simply Living for Him. 
And I even shared my yummy potato soup recipe. You can find that over on the blog. I have the simplest meal plan this year, and um, I've done this before, but this year it's really been working well. Literally, it's every day of the week is the same thing, and that's fine by me because there's really no planning involved. Uh, I think back to our grandmothers, and they didn't have Pinterest recipes. They didn't have these big elaborate meal planners that sent you emails every day and shopping lists and all these intricate recipes, right? It was like you make what you know when you serve your family and they eat and everybody's happy. And that's really what I think it should be like. It's more important that the kids are fed, (laughs) fed nutritious meals, And the family time around the table is very important, but I don't think my family cares if I have this big elaborate plan. They just want to eat. So our plan is literally this. Mondays is soup and Tuesdays is tacos. Wednesdays is pasta. Now I might change the sauces or, you know, the side dishes with it but it's some type of pasta. Sometimes it's plain pasta with broccoli on the side. They're happy with that. Uh, Thursdays is a crock pot meal, either chicken or today it's chili because it's a cold day. So I have chili in the crock pot. Plus I forgot to defrost the chicken. So it's chili today. Fridays is always homemade pizza. Saturdays is a lot of times we have Uh, company over or it's kind of like an up in the air day and same with Sundays. So Saturdays and Sundays are kind of wild cards, but I do have them written down on my calendar. Like for instance, this Saturday we're having company. So it's chicken Parmesan and Sunday is, I don't know off the top of my head. I think it's quesadillas, but again, they're simple meals. Pretty much I make the same things every time, but it's these themes like pasta and chicken, you know, some kind of crock pot chicken, some kind of pasta makes life a million times easier. So I am not about at this season in my life trying to be a gourmet chef. I'm a mom trying to feed my kids and we're keeping it really simple. As far as how do we have a little hobby farm on top of everything else, like I said before, if you do things you love, it doesn't feel like work. And uh, we love chasing after our chickens as crazy as they are. The poor things are molting right now. If you guys out there have chickens, it is not a pretty sight when they molt, is it? Oh my goodness. (laughs) There's feathers everywhere and half naked looking chickens. Um, But so we're taking care of them. And they're really a riot. And I love the chickens. They're hysterical. And, you know, as you all probably um, followed along in the summer, we were growing a ton of vegetables to give away. And that was a lot of work in the summer. But then again, we weren't doing school. Technically, we weren't doing school. But what an enormous learning lesson over the summer, growing our vegetables, harvesting our vegetables. It is a lot of work. And then we were learning about giving back to our community. And we would set up a farm stand once a week outside um, our home. And we were giving away all of the extra vegetables that we had and trying to make connections with the community and literally sharing God's love in the fact that we were sharing our vegetables. You know, we weren't selling them. We were literally giving them away and hoping that we could provide um, food for anyone in need and or just anyone who wanted to stop by and pick up some vegetables as they drove by. So that was a really great educational experience, had nothing to do with school, but definitely learned so much just as far as, like I said, growing the vegetables, harvesting the vegetables, and then connecting with the community and using what we grew to give back to our community. So 
while that does seem like a complicated thing to, you know, learn how to do all that stuff, when you're doing something with purpose, God supplies the energy you need and the resources you need. And um, it didn't feel like drudgery. So it was a really cool experience. We're looking forward to next year, making it even bigger and um, expanding our garden. And we'll see what God does with our little project here at Love's Farm. We have a website for Love's Farm. You can find it at um, loves.farm, right? How uh, <laughs> how unique. Loves.farm is the website. And um, you can find it on there. A little bit more information about what we're doing here. We also have a Facebook page for Love's Farm that you can find um, on Facebook and to see what we're doing here. So my husband works from home. So that also, like I said, said, um, goes in, ties in with our scheduling and with our day and keeping things simple. It's nice to have him home some days I, you know, that does help to keep things a lot simpler because there's two of us here to hold down the fort. So we, um, both can be involved with the schooling or the chores or whatever it is. So that makes it really nice. Although he is out of the house a few days a week working too. So we get a nice little mix. Um, but keeping it simple is, like I said, for us, such an important way of living because life is short and you never know what tomorrow brings. And it's really important for us to focus on things that matter most, which for us is people and relationships and sharing God's love with others. Um, another thing, actually, I have written down on my little list here that I'm just looking over. I forgot to mention before, and this may sound silly, but... We are not those kind of people that are late to things. I mean, once in a while, of course, you know, we might be late, but we are really big on being early when we go places. And I have to say that reduces a stress level for me, like enormously. And so many people these days are running around because they're so busy and life is so complicated and schedules are over scheduled and people are like doing way too much and everybody's always late for things. Right. And it's always like, Oh, I'm so late. I'm running late. And it's become like the normal to be late. And for me, I can't stand being late. For some reason, that anxiety level in me gets so high when I feel like I'm going to be late for something or that somebody would be waiting for me for something. I don't I don't like that feeling that I would make somebody wait for me or that um, I would walk into somewhere late. So I don't want to make a spectacle. So, um, I mean, who wants to be that person walking in church when everybody's singing already? So we really are funny because we love to be early to everything. Thing. It's like the joke. We'd rather just sit somewhere and get there early and sit in the parking lot than be late. It's just, it's, I've always been that way. But I have to say, as far as keeping things simple, it makes a huge difference because um, when you constantly don't allow yourself to be late and you plan to actually, you know, if I have to be somewhere at 930 and it takes a half an hour to get there, I don't leave at nine o'clock. That complicates things because there can be traffic and there can be things that can happen and you may get there on time, but you may not. And then your stress level, just like at least for me, would just go out the window. So if I have to be somewhere 930 and it takes a half an hour to get there, I'm going to leave at at least 845. I always allow myself extra time. And it reduces your stress level by an enormous amount. Don't 
allow yourself just enough time because there's always something nowadays that can happen, traffic or whatever, or, you know, a kid has an accident, you got to run back in the house and blah, blah, blah. So we are known in our house for always leaving extra time. I would much rather be early for something than to be just walking in like breathless, you know, because you're so late. Um, So that's just a small little tip about keeping it simple. Plan to be early. Don't plan to be on time because you'll end up being late. Plan to be early. The worst thing that can happen is you're early. Hey, that's fine, right? Um, and, you know, sometimes we will be late, but it's very rare for us to be late. It just, it drives me crazy. So that's another way, keeping things simple. So let me see. If I've got everything on my list here that I wanted to talk about. Um, If you have questions about this podcast, when I put this up, feel free to comment below and we can keep the conversation going. Share your tips with me. How do you guys keep it simple? How do you maintain, you know, a home, a homeschool, whether you work at home and have a business or you have, you know, a farm, you probably have a real farm out there. I just have a little one, but (laughs) how do you maintain all those things? What are your tips? Um, Let's share with each other how you keep it simple, you know, doing all of these things, um, like I said, with the perspective of what really matters and keeping in focus um, that what your your main goals are just weeds out so much of that extra stuff. We don't have to have the fanciest home. As everyone knows, I'm not big on decor. Um, I, I like my house to look nice. It's clean. It's uncluttered. But I'm not running around shopping for trying to make everything look nice all the time. I don't have time for that. Nor do I want to use my time for that. Um, and you know, I don't have to have the most elaborate meals seven days a week for my kids and these elaborate meal plans where I have to print out all kinds of stuff just to plan the meal or, you know, whatever it is, sign up for different things just to have, you know, emails about how to keep my meals simple or, you know, um, meal plans. I just, feed my kids and we enjoy that and we enjoy the land God has given us here. We enjoy our chickens. We try to make the best of every moment because as I've seen all too much lately, um, life is just a blink of an eye and it it is so precious and I do not want to look back someday and see my life as a whirlwind. I want to look back someday and say that we lived it well and we lived simply, but we have great memories and we have um, all walked this journey um, focused on God and not on worldly things. So keep it simple. It doesn't have to be elaborate, whether it's homeschool, just keeping your home, um, you know, whatever it is, keep it simple. So join me over on the Facebook page and let me know what you think about uh, how you guys keep it simple out there. Also, you can check me out on the Facebook live uh, videos on Mondays at three o'clock on Bible-based homeschooling Facebook page. I, um, have been doing a check-in, um, for homeschoolers on, the Facebook Live for Bible-Based Homeschooling at 3 p.m. Eastern Time on Mondays. And I each week have been sharing different resources live that I find. This week we had a great resource from Ann Dunnigan. Um, It's a beautiful children's illustrated book called The Whole World Needs Jesus. So if you go to the Facebook Facebook page for Bible-Based Homeschooling, you will see that beautiful resource. And each week I've been trying to share some different resources and just check in with other homeschooling moms and sort of, 
get a chance to you know chat live. So if you have any questions about homeschooling or any of that stuff, head over there on Mondays at three o'clock. Also, we have tickets for our Simply Living for Him retreat coming up in July of 2017. It's going to be an amazing weekend and early bird tickets will be running out soon. So please head over to the Simply Living for Him um, website and book your tickets today and you'll find all the information over there for the retreat and um, like I said I've been a little silent on the blog lately but I will be getting back to it as soon as I can wrap my head around all the thoughts (laughs) that are swirling in my head um, because it's been a it's been a crazy time so again this is Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him I thank you for joining me for another episode of this podcast and until the next time I wish you blessings and joy.